Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 18th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, the content gods are just coming and dumping, dumping content every every week, it seems like. A dump in the content box. Yeah, there's there's a lot coming fast and furious. Uh, sort of whatever. We recorded Tuesday and then boom, a lot of stuff happened Tuesday night, Wednesday, just kind of kept rolling. A lot of news, whereas... Again, the golf is sort of secondary. They're the golf tournaments, and of course, it's a Friday update, so we don't need to do our 18-hole updates. It's never wouldn't be, you know, first and foremost necessarily on a Friday. But you know, <clears throat> this is my point on the recap of the players thing about Gold Boy being like, eh, it was just like a nice little diversion, an old-school pinata to bat around from the heavier topics, and then we immediately like just dump right, jump right back into the deep end with. You have Greg Norman letter to players that is, you know, immediately leaked and forwarded and sent around. Uh, you have this PGL uh, email to Rory that comes out of the fire pit. You have the Live actually announcing a schedule. You have the USGA Distance Insight Report. But I think, like, first and foremost, we should start with the University of the Southwest tragedy. And that is an awful, awful, that is not a, a gift from the content gods. This no. is like... Um, this sat with me like all day yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday as, as it would, as it would any human, I think with the heart and mind. Um, I don't know. I, I think it would be worthwhile to read their names. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not old news, but it's been out. It, it happened Tuesday night and this is Thursday. Uh, Tyler James was a coach at the university of Southwest. He lost his life. He was driving the van when they collided, uh, head on in, uh, around Andrews, Texas, I believe. Um, the players were Lacey Stone of Texas, Mauricio Sanchez of Mexico, Travis Garcia of Pleasanton, Texas, Jackson Zinn of Colorado, Carissa Rains of Texas, and Tiago Sousa of Portugal. Um, and the other car was uh, a Heinrich Siemens, and uh, a 13-year-old boy was driving the car. Uh, that came out in AP, or the NTSB released that on Thursday. Uh, I mean, it's just like, it's just an awful, awful story. It's it's an awful story if you're a parent. It's an awful story if you're a human being. It's an awful story if you're a member of like the college golf community. Like there's, it's just a bad story that really sat with me and sort of messed me up for most of yesterday. Um, and, I, and it's only right to, you know, at least, I don't know if we're honoring them, but, but I think it, it's appropriate to at least talk about that and, and express our sorrow for that. Yeah, it's um, it's terrible news, and obviously, I, I think it, it it makes you think about your loved ones, and it makes you realize how fragile life is, and and uh, a terrible thing, and and um, you know, I, I I don't really know what else to say other than it's uh, thoughts and and prayers are are to the families and uh, the program, and and everybody who knew knew them. I I, I know they probably had a lot of peers and and. 
at different universities and and uh, a lot of friends across uh, golf and life, and and it's just uh, it's it's a shitty thing. And uh, we should note that Dayton Price and Hayden Underhill survived the crash, are in critical condition, they're airlifted. Um, they're both from Ontario, uh, in critical condition, but survived. Uh, just just an awful, awful story. You don't want to wake up to. You know, this occasionally happens with college teammate, uh, teams traveling, uh, for, you know, too often, more than it should. But you hate to see it happen to the golf community as well. Um, all right, let's move on. Where should we start? was some of the other news that seems, you know, sort of trivial after that, but but certainly are major in terms of the golf, professional world golf order. You want to start with uh, Live let's Golf? Talk, let's talk with uh, talk about Live Golf. All right, so they release. I don't know if they release. It was selectively sent, or I don't know. Few media members had it. it the embargo. Like media uh, members who, are, people... who have been in consistent communication with this outfit. Had this breaking news of sort on people Tuesday, that are friendly Wednesday. with uh, with with Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't know if they're friendly. They're they they have a line on this group, and they yes, they all sort of came out on a <clears throat> Wednesday afternoon. The big news um, was people a schedule. That don't ask tough questions. Dates, a schedule, eight events, all with twenty five million dollar purse, except for the last one, which has a thirty million dollar purse. You have twenty million for the individual tournament winner and five million for a concurrent team contest that's 250 million dollars this says nothing of the sort of upfront signing bonus cash that you know all these astronomical rumors of bryson 130 million and was it Poulter i heard a juicy, I heard a ju- juicy rumor oh, i'm in for juicy rumors what, what, do we, what do we got rory's offer got up to 400 million sabatini yeah um and and there there was a little bit more than a little more thought behind the 400 million dollar if that's true i i mean i think it merits thought regardless um that's a lot of money holy shit yeah yeah that's that's substantive amount of money that that yeah i but maybe that's if true that sheds a little bit more light on, on rory's quote about like i still use more or less the same three or four rooms in my house that I did a decade ago, like that—that's a—that's it's a different ballpark for sure. But maybe he didn't feel like it was going to change his life in a massive way. Uh, it might change his grandkids' 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 life. I—I I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's a lot that, of money. I think that's the kind of money that then goes to like the next generation. It, I think that's what the the conversation becomes is not necessarily your kids or your grandkids, but your your future generations when you get into that ballpark uh separately like just amongst you and i like subject who would you say is worthy of if you are the business person trying to plot this and pick off who would you say would be worthy of the biggest offer i i think right now rory would be a domino that like just folds up everybody else kind that's, of that's i think that's right? why the offer was so big is yeah. that it, it's a he's a the most recognizable player in the game outside of uh, Tiger, Tiger and Phil. And he is also but politically, I think, amongst the players, a ringleader um, and a lead, just a leader in general. And if you get him, all of a sudden everybody falls. Do you believe that? I don't want to put you on the spot. That's, that's so much money. 
in a like that's so much money. I, if Bryson I believe, was one hundred and thirty. Maybe I, if Bryson's one thirty, I believe that Rory would be a substantial bit more. Um, and so whether four hundred is is the number. Yeah, I do believe that the offer would be north of two hundred because of how much weight he carries. Sure, I'm not sure the PGA Tour can compete with that. Nor so I, this is they they leak the sites, but I've been thinking about this a lot, and the amount of money I think is something. Everybody likes to declare it dead, but the amount of money you're talking about the most competitive athletes in the world. You know, when you reach a, the stratosphere of sport. So, you know, to be one of the 10, 15, 20 best players in the world, you, you need to have quite a competitive streak and that competitive streak does not only apply to golf. And I can foresee a situation in the near future of somebody who's kind of a schmuck winning one of these things, taking home $20 million and players like, you know, people that are staunchly against it, obviously, like Justin Thomas or Rory or somebody sitting in their living room and thinking, what the fuck? That schmuck like, I, made I, $20 million. This I mopped the floor with this guy. And he just made more than I'm going to make this entire year. And I think from that perspective, that's why just doing this makes sense for them. If there's somebody that's going to spend Saudis. money, makes the Saudis, for the Saudi. yeah. you have to just launch it and start giving out cash. And what's going to happen is that the morals are going to fall. And it also like it makes sense for the size because they literally do not have like an ROI, like primary objective. Maybe they do eventually, but like they don't have to. They're not like venture capital. They they don't want to see a return immediately or quick or even ever. It seems like it's sports washing, so that helps a little bit, right? And well, I I mean this is a this is a common playbook in in the startup space, right? Yeah. If you think about what Uber did, right? Yeah eliminate the competition by in Just uber's case offering yeah. extremely cheap and extremely convenient cab service effectively and destroy the cab industry and then raise the prices once now you have longer them. yeah so this is i mean and you can go through so many startups that have done this and this is what the saudis are doing attract the best players in the world with tons of money and then whatever the, whatever the hook it. is will come later once they've killed the PGA tour. Sure. Sure. So, so what are you suggesting? Jason Kokrak's going to win 20 million and maybe just the competitive nature in terms not, of maybe not accounts. Jason Kokrak, some Asian tour guy like that's, that's where it's going to change. It's like, <clears throat> who's going to fill out these tournaments. I think it's going to be a glorified mix. Like, I'm really sad to see. I I, I feel like my my boy Westy is is gone. It's a he's dark day on Westy Island. Touchy, uh, yeah. Seems like he's going. Yeah. Friend of the program Barry Henson is politicking to be on his team, which tells me Westy's one of the captains. I'm totally and um, yeah, 
I think, you know, that's uh, the thing. is I think that's what's going to happen is some Asian tour player is going to win one of these. 500-ranked player in the world wins. And that's where... It's not when Kokrak wins, because Kokrak beats Spieth. You know, like... It's not... That's not where the the reverberations are going to be felt. It's going to be when some no-name wins one of these things, wins $20 million, and, like... I don't know how you feel about this. I think that we, how they feel the field, these fields is going to get into kind of the Saudi LPGA discussion where nobody really wants to go at the LPGA players because of the money. Right. Yeah. But we could see like corn fairy tour players, people like that into these <sighs> events. And right. do you blame them? Like, you know, these are, this is a ch- way to change their life significantly. Right. By playing five events, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't a- know. It's a. It's a really. I, I, I'm very intrigued as to what happens because I just there's so much money, so much guaranteed money that I just don't see how this is not going to work and eventually convince the players to go over there unless the tour changes significantly. Here's like just numbers. I think this is a good way to think about the numbers. Last week's players was insane. $20 million purse. <clears throat> $20 million purse, which everybody says is bananas. There were Biggest everybody ever. viral. Yeah, if you tweeted out the purse, it went viral. Yeah. Um, here's $20 million divided by the 156 players in that field is $128,000 and change per player. Twenty-five million an event divided by the forty-eight players in the field at these events, five hundred and twenty thousand dollars, five twenty-one. You're talking four x amount yeah. of yeah. money. I think NL, you tweeted something about like seventy percent of the tour's entire season, like pot cash pot, would be in like eight events. And you're talking about a forty something, forty-eight event. players. Yeah, yeah, and it's so it's eight events, smaller fields. And like seventy percent of the cash available on for an entire season on tour, it seems like. I, I thought that was their tweet, but yeah, I, this is the thing of, about this whole. It's like, and we're gonna get to this in a second. So much about this is unappealing and distasteful, and yet you're talking about how it makes sense, or it seems sort of like a, a I don't know if it's an unstoppable force, but a, a force that's going to be persistent for sure. But you have, like we've said many times, you have Greg Norman, you have the Saudi element, you have Phil Mickelson, you have these awful awful golf courses, awful golf courses. And like, it's just like, if any, if there could just be a few more sort of appealing uh, or just even digestible, stomachable elements of this, I like, it would have been a no brainer or would have been, a, you know, courses in the bar and all whatever metaphor, you, mixed metaphor you want to use. That's just what's fresh, like annoying well, to hear. You're talking about this realistically, I think from a bit like we should add, though, they've gotten they haven't gotten anywhere with the top players in the world. The very they haven't yet so but, far. But this is the it's the comp. That's what I think about it is the competition these are competitive people they're going to be super pissed about schmucks that are making 5x their income 
and, and, and that are discernibly worse at the at golf. Or you just maybe some of them. I, I would maybe a JT is like I'm making so much money anyways. Like the Rory thing, he doesn't need the huge signing I, bonus. Well, Rory's. Only- I think Rory's in a different stratosphere compared to most guys on tour, and, Rory, and I think like it's. Rory's also allegedly like made done very well investing, very 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 well, like with investments and stuff to the point where. He doesn't need to like like agents. You know how agents try to squeeze every drop from whatever my scorecard holder, my you know rental car company, whoever wants to like. I think Rory's allegedly done very well for himself off the course too. Um, so I I don't know. I get what you're saying that there's going to be this sort of competitive jealousy in the bank account, and that's what I'm they do it player. for, right? Right, right. Well, I, who- I keep going back to the PGL in its original state, and I, I just long for that. We'll get small, to that in a minute. Small yeah. Saudi influence. Idea of going to great golf courses. They've bubbled back up and are trying to work with the PGA Tour, and I wonder if the, they're, you know, they're trying to tri- triangulate this whole situation and like use that to their advantage. Being like, hey, this Saudi's going to work, or you could get with us, and we'll work with you and be more appealing and not have this Saudi element. So it seems like that could be their play. They're also like, I mean, they're essentially writing open letters themselves, just trying to jump up and be like, we're here. Here's how it could work. Here's the elements. Like, you know, it's $10 billion, we promise. Like, they're just, you know, also kind of in the open letter game, except it's an email to Rory. Uh, that did, there was good reporting on it for sure that, that got it out there. Um, let's, let's hit the live schedule. Can we? Yeah. This is now, you know, we had a round to a quick chat, a couple of answers about the worst, the best parts, what's unanswered from it, uh, on Wednesday afternoon, but we should talk about it briefly here. Eight events starting in June opposite the Canadian open. So a week before the U S open in London, the Centurion golf club, that's not the half horse half-man centaur, which you were trying to get at. Uh, Centurion's like a soldier. So that's that's in London. July 4th weekend, or preceding July 4th, Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club in Portland. That's opposite the Rocket Mortgage, I want to say. July 29th to 31st, Trump National Golf Club Bedminster in New Jersey. That might be opposite, I don't know. That's the Rocket Mortgage. One of them's opposite the uh, Deer. I guess the Portland might be opposite the John Deer. So they're going I'm opposite these Bryson in a bind. Go Canadian back to... Deer Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, yeah no shit. That, that, I mean, that's a separate issue. These guys are going to be, they're choosing between 100 million signing bonus and never having brand partners or, or having less, fewer brand partners for sure. Whether by conflict or by, you know, some moral stance that the, that the brand might take. Uh, September 2nd to 4th, the International in Boston-ish, outside of Boston. September 16th to 18th, Richard Harvest Farms, Chicago area. October 17th to 19th, Stonehill Golf Club, with which I'm not familiar, in Bangkok. Are you? Stonehill? Not familiar. Not familiar. October 14th to 16th. Royal Greens Golf Club in Jeddah, intimately familiar with that on TV. Intimate's too strong a word. Just, just waiting for that Jack Nicklaus and 8 a.m. golf uh, course to open up out there. 
Yeah, there's definitely some uh, some megaphones being used on on Live Golf's behalf. October 28th, the 30th, the team championship, and this is to be determined. You know, it's just a date, no course. Uh, that's it. Any reactions to this? Four U.S. venues: Portland, Boston, Chicago, New Jersey. At Trump. Um, Listen, they're smart. They're going to major metro markets. You know. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, it, it's smart. It, that that side of it is really smart. You can tell. I'm guessing that uh, there was some struggle with venues. You see, Escalante Golf is is ready to step to the plate and. Uh, and what and are they for them. the listener? They're a course management company. Course management company that uh, that owns uh, Pumpkin, Pumpkin Ridge and and uh, the International, which is supposed to be reworked by Bill Coor in the coming years. What is that all about? I never like when I say the International, I think of the the, the Stableford event in Colorado, Castle Pines. But why is it called that? What is that all about? What is I that don't place know. All it got about? built. It got built. And I guess it's 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 been in financial turmoil. You could effectively become a member for really really cheap as of a, a couple a couple two years ago, and now mm-hmm. it's this Escalante property. They just bought Kingsley from Kingsley's owner, which was okay. a real snake move by the owner. He he refused to sell the club to the membership, and instead sold them down the river of a management company. Not not a good guy. Um, uh. Really, really the bad. The one in Michigan, right? Yeah, He's it's really sad. Really okay. sad for the membership there. But uh, now, you know, it's Escalante Golf, they're uh, they're a lift pass. Um, you know, effectively selling one of the most charming uh, charming places in the country to uh, yep. to McDonald's. <clears throat> but um, then you got you got okay. the Trump Organization, who's obviously Which... been. Uh, in a way, I feel like a little bit like, you know, they probably feel like they've been very wronged by golf. Um, and this is the way back that that's kind of the way this this whole thing feels for a lot of um, different shareholders. Right. Parties, is, stakeholders. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Norman um, and obviously the Trump organization with what happened with the PGA. Um, yep. And the PGA and, tour. And the PGA tour. Yeah. Yeah. But the golf course, and Jerry Rich, Jerry Rich has wanted to have major championship golf and, and PGA Tour golf forever and has not has not been obliged. Uh, it's That golf course is fucking terrible. It's, it's <laughs> how far? That's not close to Chicago, right? I mean, how far are we talking? It's an hour know. 15 okay. with no traffic. Okay. Um, the, that golf course has hosted a ton of amateur events, and all because there. Jerry Rich pays for everything yeah. it makes it too good of a deal to pass up so you might get tricked into thinking oh this is a great golf course because it's hosted all these things and it was on the top 100 list uh for golf digest for a number of years no that's not it they either a paid for their ranking or wooed the esteemed thousand plus golf panelists of golf digest Raiders. you know the, the yeah. most exclusive <clears throat> panelists in the uh but anyways, the it's it's just a bad list, bad collection of of golf courses. But it, you know, Greg Norman they probably didn't have the pick of the litter. I mean, there was like all these rumors about Philly Cricket having an event, and that did not come to. Fruition. And who knows? They might have gone down down the road for a while on it, and, and then they saw the meet the public backlash of it. Dipped the toe in the water, and it was a little hot. The, the water was a little little hot. 
Well, that's yeah. the thing. I, I think anybody after seeing what happened to Phil, yeah, any golf yeah. course is is going to be like, what? Are, why would we put ourselves through this? This is going to be a stigma. And I mean, coldly analyzing it though, like the Phil stuff, you know, if is Phil still with us? Where is Phil? Uh, like that's quieting down. He may never be welcome in the way he was. Um, but like, obviously they let the players pass and then they just started this assault on all out assault. And with the help of friends and outlets in the media, and of course, you know, some courses that were willing to sign on to this. Um, it's, it's, it's an unappealing collection though, for sure. Is that, is that the priority? I, I know like we emphasize courses creating interest enough, but like, are we sort of living in our own bubble like it doesn't matter it's like the international well, law and ass course it'll be fine for dj versus whoever or bryson versus whoever i'm not saying dj signed up but you know what i mean are we overstating the value well, of the course? i think it matters in the <laughs> sense of like it can elevate right star yeah. players are always going to be the most important thing for the entertainment value you know but that being said like amateur events at great golf courses are some of the most riveting i think for the mainstream fan you you need the players first, but then golf courses help an awful lot. And I think the appeal of of a forty eight person field as opposed to a hundred and fifty six person field, golf courses are much more amicable. Lots of great golf courses are much more amicable to a smaller field, more intimate field coming. I know that's like a huge, huge uh, drawing point for clubs that host playoff events that aren't the first one. So like the BMW, for example, it being 70 players is a really big selling point to clubs. It's like, hey, yeah. you know, it, it's not 156 players wearing out the course and because Range that that there. does really big damage uh, to golf courses. It's, it's 70. You know, and it's 54 it, holes and it's 70 of the best players for that FedEx cup event. Right. That right. that's a great oh, selling point. Right. And here, I, th- I think the big sell is that 48 players, you're going to be able to get a lot of really good courses with that. Three rounds too. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, one last round, um, no sponsors either. This is the thing. They are so free for now. I mean, well, I think they that's one of the big sponsors on, you know, they may, I, I don't know that they wouldn't, there may be interested parties in sponsoring it. Right. One of the big but hurdles that the tour has is one of their big, like a lot of people would look at, look at all the sponsors they have, look at all the money they have as a, as a strength. It also is a huge weakness because say they wanted to create a player series where they had more top events and they were worth more money and they were worth more FedEx cup points. Then they would be telling all these other sponsors that pay just as much as the sponsors of those tournaments that their tournament isn't as good, even though they sold them on it being as good. Um, <clears throat> so like, that's true. That's true. Uh, I think there's like, there's something more, there's, I think this could be stopped by something more influential than money, and that's power. I think power could be wielded in a way by the very, by the very powerful. That's a redundant, a little bit redundant. Uh, powerful people in golf, I should say. Major and championships. Major championships. I've had people, you know, sort of ponder to me like, oh, there's some, you know, executives involved with Live that are 
you know, members at some pretty primo places, you know, there were some really powerful people that say like, we don't like this. We don't want you here. We don't want you here anymore. We don't like, I mean, it's just like, it depends on people with real power that can overrule endless Saudi money saying, just stepping up and saying, no, I don't know. We're, you're, we're going to make this extremely painful for you and we're going to overrule it more or less. I don't know. I, I think that's the way this could get stopped or continue to get stopped. I, I don't know. Stalled, I should say. Um, they don't have a TV partner. One's not going to jump through, the, you know. Maybe 8 a.m. golf one? could stand something up. I think they'd be happy to. They probably have. They could. They could. Maybe they'll, yeah. I mean, just, as long as they're out in the open about it, just be honest, you know. Just be I don't they could, know. They could change their they could change their little eight AM golf logo to have like a, a beheading happening. Oh God, Jesus. We should note that this is on the heels of Saudi Arabia executing eighty one people that we know of, right? And we talk we talk about that on Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think know, we should. Anyways, all right, that's the live latest. The, the schedule stinks. The course stink the courses stink. The money is huge, and there's only eight events. And it seems like if you are a real world player at major championships and the PGA Tour, you could fit these in pretty nicely, right? It's a lot of fall and a couple summers, you know, when there's stinky or weaker PGA Tour events going on. Just feels like, you know, it, it was it's a surgical schedule. It's surgical for a reason. So they got a um, huge advantage uh, in terms of being small and nimble in, in, in the way they could just kind of pick at the weak parts of, of the PGA tour. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, like you said, there there's, there's people with power that could jump in. Like you said, in the past, you heard there were some heavyweights out there that were going to tell Phil to get in line. I, I'm not saying there's some like skull and bones type, like order of, you know, behind the scenes that could just shut things down. But there are people with real power and, and organizations with real power, namely major championships. Um, okay, let's do an ad read. Transitioning. Easy transition right there. <laughs> Skull and Bones to Gooder. One less vowel. G-O-O-D-R. Uh, these are official sunglasses. Shotgun start. You can use the promo code SGS for 15% off your order at Gooder.com. I got to get that code out Uh right away we have so many people dm us ask me i have friends text me what's the code is it shotgun 20 is it sgs 25 this one for gooder is sgs we should put a list up of our promo codes sgs gets you 15 percent off gooder.com they're no slip no bounce all polarized sunglasses uh the mom of my kid's friend dropped dropped my son off the other day she walked in she's in her gooders i was like oh you got gooders? You like you like those? It's like, oh, I've been I was like, did you listen to our ad I was kidding. She absolutely has no idea what this podcast is about or that it exists, but she's a woman of, you know, good taste, impeccable style. And she's like, I'm obsessed with gooders. My husband, you know, our friends, we've had them for years. We have like ten pair. We just keep loading up on them. And and that's all I wear. And she's a stylish woman. And she's all into gooders. Uh I think like this is not a hard sell for us. Right, I mean, they're really good-looking sunglasses, and they're not going to cost you three hundred dollars. So if you they're break great. them, you lose them. You just get another pair for twenty-five, and you can use the promo code SGS for fifty. They're amazing. Off. I just yeah. ordered some new ones because uh, I wanted to try out and see if see if they worked for me. You know, yeah. new style. 
And I, Did it work I got for him. you or no? We got him yesterday, put him on, and Mrs. Mrs. Friday said, big no. Were they the Sergio ones? The white rim? No, no, they were like the uh, $9 pour over or something. They just okay. don't fit my head right, you know? Oh, all right. Okay. And, uh, right. and she Let's just get off she gave back. it a big no. And I was well, like, oh, well, I didn't 30 spend day free returns. Money. 30 day free returns. So if your wife says you or your husband says you look like an idiot in those, you got 30 days to return them. So there you go, Andy. You can send them back. Exchange. Um, and you get a one year warranty. All right. So thanks to Gooder for sponsoring us. Uh, you can go to gooder.com and use promo code SGS. All right. Continuing on. Do we have anything else you want to clean hey, up with Liv? Go ahead. Uh, I, I had something else a little off subject that I wanted to clean up. Oh, well, sure. Let's do it. Can we talk about the other open letter with Cleveland? The Baker, oh, Baker. letter? Baker boy? <laughs> Baker Mayfield? Yeah, what about him? What's going on? I don't know. It's just uh, we're fumbling our way through. I don't think it's that big a drama. Um like Zach Jackson, the beat reporter for the Browns, had a great tweet. He's like, "Look, like I think we need to tone down the hyperbole. Um, this is it's sloppy and weird and awkward, but it's not a disaster. If Baker could take the Browns to the promised land, it would be a disaster, but he can't, and so it's not a disaster." Uh, Baker's a tempestuous fella, right? He opens up social media or the notes app, as Kevin Van Valkenburg likes to say, and just. Opens a vein in a similar, you know, less incriminating way than maybe Phil did to Alan Shipnuck. But he just starts typing and gets very emotional. And I understand his anger, actually, for flirting with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, he just played with a busted shoulder for the whole year. Um, I think he, he'd be pretty mad. So he wants a trade. I, I don't know. Like, it's not Aaron Rodgers requesting a trade. It's not. Whatever, Lamar Jackson requesting a trade. So, and the Steelers got Mitch Trubisky. So, I'm, I'm, I'm my heart is warmed by that. Uh, so, I don't know. What do you want me to say? It's a mess. It's, it's a mess. It's very Brownsian, but it could be part of you know messy, like smart, like a fox. Like you know if Andrew Barry got, is purposely who, wanting to drive Baker into being pissed, he's done that. You know who just got traded out of the NFC North? Khalil Mack. Well, yes, but Devontae Adams. Thank fucking God. No way. Yeah. For the Packers? Yeah. No. Yeah, Raiders. Two first-round picks. Or two 2022 picks. Did that just happen as we're just talking? Happened. Literally seconds ago. Is Aaron Rodgers going to throw a shit fit? He's going to lose his mind, right? He's, he has to, right? It's like you just trade away the, one of the best receivers in football. Isn't that, he's he, like, boy, yeah. And he gets so bad about you not having Everything. weapons. Yeah. Interesting. All right. That's our NFL minute. Wow. They, that's a that's bait and bad. switch right there. They signed him. Yeah. And then, whew. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God. Kind of love it. But, that you is, know, we'll cold. still lose to the Packers twice. They had to have talked to him about that. That's crazy. Uh, okay. Moving on. I think we're good with Liv, right? The schedule is the big news. It seems like it, it's going to continue to happen. Some guys are going to... Here's the other thing. It's going to head the way of lawsuits, right? So Westy's going to say he's in, or somebody's going to say they're in. Tour's going to ban him, and then lawyers will rack up the billable hours. That feels like the way it's going to go most immediately. All right. Nate, other 
you know, disruptors. There's a PGL letter to Roy McIlroy. The Fire Pit Collective had a good report on this. Um, letters you know, can't letters can't come out of a fire pit, but emails can. Emails can't. That's true. So this, you know, they got their hands on this email to Rory with the PGL proposal. It seems along the lines of what Andy Gardner outlined in that uh, No Line Up podcast that the yeah. tour they would Didn't give. Didn't Rory a, talk about it too on on No Line Up show? Maybe he might have. Yeah, he might have. Uh, but yeah, and Rory, you know, piqued his. I don't know if it piqued his interest, but it was a not shut the door right away. And maybe it was for the Saudi Golf League. Uh, you know, the and the email is on the fire pit. The tour members get, you know, five billion of this prospective ten billion. The actual PGL group gets two point five billion or twenty five percent of these shares that they want to allocate. Corn Ferry Tour members, DP World Tour members, also they take an ownership in this product which i think would be similar to like the sgl thing right it's events sprinkled in the otherwise normal regular season with big 20 million dollar purses and team element like it's, it's kind of just mixed in there um but you're giving i don't know the rank and file a stake i think they talked about how you know <clears throat> they're so confident in their plan that as soon as it launches you get like kft guys getting you know, checks for 300 grand and, and PGA tour guys getting checks for a million, 2 million. But according to, uh, uh, the report fire pit McElroy presented the PGL proposal to the board and the plan was subsequently discussed among player, the pack at Bay Hill quote by Kevin Kisner. That proposal has been studied and scrutinized by an independent company to test its viability. The results were presented to all of us, not feasible. The PGL investor who remained anonymous to the fire pit, disagreed saying money is not an issue uh you know you don't think all these private equity guys wouldn't love a piece of a pgl franchise they don't ever model so i don't know what they audited so initially was met with i don't know resistance or stop sign by the uh by the pack but again this is now it's not going away seems not nearly as close as the saudi effort uh seems a little more on paper like a, a concept a model than the Saudi, which is, you know, cash in a briefcase, more or less. Um, yeah. But it's out there, and it, it, it might be an appealing alternative to for the tour if they feel like they're going to lose a ton of guys to, to the Saudi effort. But I imagine that they're going to just kind of sit and wait because the PGL seems like it's kind of... I can't imagine them having much influence on the players now that they've done that. They've gone from what they were originally partnering with the PGA tour, like what they don't have many cards left to play. Right. And their legitimacy probably gets hurt at every turn. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if they can win the approval of Rory or something, which is like what they're efforting to do. I mean, this is, it's, it's an open letter more or less. And, and you know, just keeping their name out there. Uh, I don't have any other grand comment on that. Elsewhere. USGA. USGA Distance Insights Update, would we call it? Distance Insights Update. This was <clears throat> Wednesday afternoon out of Liberty Corner in St. Andrews. Uh, we're full speed ahead. I mean, they sent a notice to uh, manufacturers on the new areas of interest. Um, they're trying to address hitting distances for the longest hitters whose impact on the game and golf course has been most significant, which we're all aware of. 
minimizing the impact on shorter hitters with slower swing swing speeds at the recreational level, bifurcation seems like, or local mo- model local rules, and uh, letting these manufacturers continue to innovate just within new parameters. It seems like they're trying to really emphasize skill. You see the word skill used throughout this update and document. Uh, it seems like they're trying to emphasize like a penalty for mishits. You hear a lot of... That is referenced multiple times in this update, like balls that aren't hit in the center of the club face are should be penalized. Um, what do you got? What's your reaction to this? They, they've I think changing this the new areas stuff. of interest are changing to the testing, the methods for the golf balls and a, a local rule on, on club performance. Hey, it, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense that stuff's not tested at like the highest swing speeds. Yeah. They moved it to 125. It, it should be even higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyways, I think this is a really good step in the right direction in terms of, of um, bifurcation is prob- politically the smartest m- way to go with this. And before anybody says the excuse of like, well, when do you switch to the to the clubs that are less forgiving or when, you know, when what, amateur college? What, yeah. what's, what's the metal it, bat and what's the wood bat? If you if you ain't good enough to hit the center of the sweet spot, you shouldn't be playing pro golf. And a lot of guys that are trying to play pro golf should should uh, should probably go get a regular job. But you know, um, with, that, with I found that just quickly amusing. There was a quote I think from Steve Otto, like the RNA's researcher, in like a Shackleford post. Like, I mean, you can. They were worried about the marketing. Like, oh, they can't market to like the regular Joe. It was like. Well, like that Joe is will be available to purchase like the club that Bryson is playing, right? I thought that was amusing. Like you want to go do that, the thing that's sort of, you know, wound down and not gassed up as much. Yeah, you can go do that and pretend you're Bryson. It's not like you can't, right? You could still market however you want. That amused me. You're gonna get some, you know, schmuck to use your word, that thinks he can play the the sort of the pros game and goes out and buys that. There there will inevitably be that guy. So yeah, I, I just think this is great. I think that's one of the biggest um, things I've noticed with with drivers and modern drivers is it really doesn't matter where you hit the ball on the, on the club face a lot of times. It just goes straight, and you might lose, like, 10 yards. Uh, a, a couple years ago, I did uh, my own little study. I never published the results, but I hit, I hit 10 balls with my modern driver. I hit 10 balls with... Uh, persimmon driver and 10 balls with a hickory and what i saw was like i wasn't swinging great and so my dispersion or my misses with the with the smaller heads was really wide it was you know it was lot some low lefts some some high rights and short but it kind of created this like really wide distance and direction miss right Yep. And then went with my modern driver, the distance, like there was almost no, it was a very small, it was 20 yards, right? If I missed it, it would be 20 yards shorter. If I hit it flush, it'd be, you know, it'd be way out there. But, you know, it still had that same width of misses, <coughs> but it had no distance variability. And I think this is the key. If you don't hit the sweet spot, you shouldn't be running around the bases, Right. <laughs> Good point. 
Good analogy. Like I feel like what, where we've gotten with golf is that you could be a prolific driver of the golf ball and not even hit the sweet spot. Right. You know, when you see these pros one arm it off the tee and it still goes 310 down the middle, those guys know they didn't put a good swing on the ball. They know they missed it. But it still goes the same direction. Same, and everybody's like, oh, they're so good. No, that was a shit swing. There's a reason right. they reacted that way. They know good swings and bad swings. And the bad swings need to be penalized because of how far the ball goes at this point. So it seems like we're doing a little bit of both, right? Both with club and ball. It's not like a pure yeah. ball rollback. I did see Mike Johnson from uh, Golf Digest tweet. He's like equipment guy. He's like, probably like these standards they're talking about would probably make a vast majority of the balls now played on tour illegal. Um, yeah. So that, that is what's being studied or potentially proposed. Um, and it's pretty seems amazing like- that statement, like just this tweak of how we test, you know, changing the speed will make the vast majority of balls on tour illegal. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. The second part, and this will happen, you know, this the manufacturers can give feedback until like September second. The second part, and we'll talk about this what in kind September of feedback do or they whenever. Need? Like, I, I, yeah, they're gonna lobby, I assume, and just try to do do what they can uh, or whatever they want to to have the end proposal look as in the best as it can for them. But like the next step, and we don't need to talk about this now, is enforcement, of course. Like, you know. There's new rules. Like, will the CT machine actually be there? Will they be no longer be able to anchor? Like, or will you just be Bernhard longer? And they, like, enforcement will always be the question. Um, uh, then the next question, once we do get maybe some adjusted rules or some sort of model local rules. Okay, good step. Heartening, right? Some some good news for for your position and how you you know think about the game. It it, it is amazing how much it's whipped around here. Right. Yeah. It's like skill is being reduced. Courses are made obsolete. It's against the our environmental stance. It's just seemed to take a while to get here. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on news? Those are the big, big meaty topics that have come out here in the last two to three days. So. I don't need think we need to do any 18 hole updates. Johnny Vegas, Bermuda Burns, your guy, Adam Hadwin, another uh, and David Lipsky, four way tie. Seven under, 64. Valspar. Big boy, James Hart Dupree was on 59 watch down at uh, South Africa. I wonder, wonder how much uh, James Hart Dupree hits, hits the sweet spot. That's fair. He did finish, I think, bogey bogey. 59 watch went. I, I'll searching. say this. So tennis, um, I did a podcast years ago with a tennis guy that was a, a Chicago economics or something phd extraordinarily bright guy who did a study on tennis and what happened with composite oversized rackets yeah and when they changed you know to that technology how it got really young and fast um and more young players like it it mirrors exactly what he was talking like he recognized this shift because one year you know what? Whatever year it was, they had the youngest major or younger youngest champions at every major in tennis. Okay. And he's like, "This is really fluky." And it reminds me of right now where we have the top five, all whatever twenty something and under. Yep. Yep. 
So we're in a very similar thing. And what happened, you know, technology mitigates this. And then there's this long U. If they do a technological shift, if they if they do yep. this with the equipment, there could be another intense shakeup. And this time it could be like we could see the rise of old guys. Like old guys could come back like Sergio and Adam Ricky. Scott Maybe could Ricky end up. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky would be like something, someone that he grew up playing like a less forgiving club than what the, what Kyle Morikawa and, and I'm not saying Morikawa, like, but Victor Hovland, um, like all these guys have never hit an unforgiving club. Ricky has. So like that old skill is still there. They basically the whole premise is if you have to relearn a skill, if you have to learn a new skill. You'll never be as good as somebody who didn't have to learn anything else. So that's why youth. So then what would happen, I think, is that older players would be advantaged until this young wave that never hit anything else is in. And and the young players, the top five players, really never hit an unforgiving driver in their life. Where would you say that line is? Like 25, 6? I mean, Ricky's not old. I think it's probably like like 30. Okay. Okay. I mean, 06, 06 was when uh, they got to 460 cc's, I believe, with the with the tailor made 460. Okay. And you know, so you start to do the math back, and okay, yeah. I mean, some but of the kids that are coming on tour were born in 2000. Yeah, certainly anyone, um, you know, in their 25 or less has has played only one way, and that's just speed crush mm-hmm. the ball and with these big drivers and, and you know so the so the thesis of that whole thing that whole study is technological change alters workforces and it takes i think two sure. to five generations of so two to five generations of players for it to normalize to what golf was in the persimmon era and golf the thing with golf is there's been all these innovations it stayed stagnant for so long with wound balls and persimmon clubs and blade irons. Yeah. And then as soon as innovation has come in, there's been so many, it's hard to, to, to reach. But I think in a way, with the, with the regulations that they had set, we've kind of reached a, a stagnation point a little bit. And we're seeing the very big dip in age. It, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing to watch, and it won't be settled probably until I'm long from covering pro golf. Yeah. Technological workforce shift in media too, based on all the you know, yeah changes Same of thing. the way things media has changed. All right, um, all right, that's it. That does it for this Friday episode. Some heavier, big meteor news topics again, but we'll be back Monday. Talk a little Valspar. Talk a little I don't know Stein Championship and probably more Saudi Arabia stuff. Probably more SGL. Uh, enjoy your weekends, everyone. Thank you for your continued support of the Shotgun Start, and we'll talk to you then.